Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 54. Today, I'll be interviewing Heather Lean, author of the picture book, Angel Grandma. Angel Grandma is Heather Lean's first book. Heather and her children talk about their angel grandmas all the time. While her own children might not have many specific memories of them, Heather felt it was important to always keep the memories of these women alive by telling stories about them. Angel Grandma was written to convey the message to both children and adults that those we love are always with us, even if we physically cannot see them. Angel Grandma was created to help parents talk about this sensitive topic with their children in a way that is both beautiful and comforting. A portion of the net proceeds of Heather's books will be donated to children's charities. To learn more about Heather, go to her website at heatherling.com. Also check out her YouTube video, which will be in the post, uh, Angel Grandma, and there'll be a link right there. And her podcast, My Corner of the Universe. So thank you so much for being here today, Heather, to talk about Angel Grammar and your other children's books as well. Thank you, Becca, for having me. It's such a pleasure. And I uh, can't wait to, to talk more about it. And um, so happy. Yeah, I'm really excited for you to talk about it today because I just feel like it's very appropriate for this time because, you know, there's a lot of grieving going on, a lot of loss during this pandemic. So I wanted to first just talk a little bit about Angel Grandma, you know, what it's about. And and I talked a little bit about the inspiration, but if you could go more specifically into what began your journey in writing this book. Yeah, so um, it's really interesting because Angel Grandma, obviously, was, it was written about my mom and my mother-in-law. Um, they both had passed away uh, less than two years. And, um, you know, my children are very young. They're two and four now, but at the time they were three and one and a half. So they weren't really going to have a lot of memories of them. They both, um, they both met, um, well, my, they both met my mom. Uh, my mother-in-law passed away when I was pregnant with my son, my second child. So, you know, after the grieving process and after, um, you know, we sat Shiva after the funeral, people would, how do I get past this? How do I, how do I deal with this? And they, you know, time and time again, you just talk about the memories, you talk about the memories and you keep them alive in, in that way. And so long before I had even considered writing any books, um, you know, that's, that was the advice. And so we would, you know, look at pictures and, and do stuff like that. But the actual inspiration behind writing Angel Grandma, I think, was always in me. I wanted to write like a poem. And um, for my children, you know, at first, uh, a lot of the actually my mom's eulogy, there's there's a poem that people read, you know, do not say stand at my grave and die, uh, cry. I, I am not there. I did not die. I'm a thousand winds that blow. And and it just talks about you know, don't, don't weep for me here. I'm everywhere. And so like the real, real inspiration, I guess, behind that, you know, came from like a poem that I, um, I had read at my mom's eulogy and also my grandfather's, um, funeral. And it's just so beautiful. It's just telling people I'm, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm, I'm everywhere. And, um, that, 
that foreground, the background to, to Angel Grandma, um, the process of me becoming an author and writing a book, it, it kind of took a step. It's a little bit of, of a backstory, but, um, you know, after the funeral and after going back to normal life, I, I really had a hard time. I, I was grieving. I, you know, I, I was not coping with the emotions. I was just too busy, you know, um, working full time. And then it just got to the point where I was just overwhelmed with emotions. I, and since I had given, you know, I can't remember exact timing, but I had given to a children's charity. I saw something on social media. It was about orphan, um, orphans in Africa. And, you know, here are two or three year olds and they don't have a lot. And there's pictures of them and they're happy and they're smiling. And, and I connected with that. And I was like, how, how am I so depressed? I have so many things. I have a beautiful family. And, but here are children just so young and they have no parents. And how can they find that? Like, how can they, how can they find that happen? I was sucking in the grief and I just gave a little bit of money or didn't even think of anything of it. And the next day I just got this beautiful um, video message from them and it brought me to tears. And I had, I, you know, I, I wasn't thinking any more of it. The next day I think I was driving to court and I had an idea pop into my head and I was like, what if I, you know, wrote a book about gratitude because at the same time, my daughter's like, you know, she's four. So she's just like, sees all these toys she wants and she wants more and more toys. And I'm like, I'm trying to teach her to be thankful. You know, have all this gratitude. Uh, you know, you have so much compared to some other children and it's difficult. So I was like, what if I write a book about gratitude and then just talk about the interaction and, and, and the love, you know, and the true story behind all of this and give a portion of the proceeds to charities and, and help them. And that was like kind of the inspiration for me to just even be an author because it came from that idea. I wasn't thinking I want to write children's books and I'm a lawyer. <laughs> like, this is what I do full time. So it was very different. And, and I've, I've been reading a lot of like self and, you know, and they say, um, a couple of them said, if you have an idea, go with it, you know, don't, don't, you know, just discount it right away. Um, so that's like kind of how this all started. I, I wanted to write a book about this. I was kind of navigating, you know, asking around, do you know any publishers? Do you know this? And, um, and I got a little bit of a, you know, a, a setback with that because people were like, oh, it's very difficult. you got to get an agent you got to find a publishing house. And, um, and that's, I kind of put that on the back burner. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, if I can't make any money, how am I going to donate anything to charity? So, um, you know, Angel Grimmer wasn't the first book that I wrote. It was actually a fourth book, but when I got to that point, when I actually sat down to write it, and it took me, I think, just like one night to write it because it was in my head for a while. Um, I was like, I have to go with this book first because I will probably get some setbacks. I'm going to get some roadblocks and the message and um, the motivation to get this out before the anniversary of my mom's passing. That was my motivation. I'm like, I'm not going to stop until it, until it you know, hits the hits the shelves, hits the, you know, website. I, I want the book to go out. Um, so that was the inspiration, um, behind it. I wanted to write a poem and it turned into a book for children. And, it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful yeah. poem now. It really is. Like it's, it's just, and if you see it, and so I'll have some images in the, in the post as well, but for anyone who, you know, wants to learn more about the book and you also have the YouTube video, 
but the illustrations and the words are just really, really beautiful. I mean, I just think that, I don't know, I really related to the story, you know, losing my mom um, not too long ago. I just, I think anyone who's lost anyone that's super close to them um, could relate well to this, to this book. Right. And it is, and, and it's funny because like talk, talking about the, even just the roadblocks and stuff, because I think I had asked a few people and, you, you know, the questions, you get a lot of opinions, but um, just saying like, would you read this even to a child? And, you know, I, I didn't know if I wanted to approach schools and whatnot. I didn't want to offend anybody. And it's not an, an offending book. It's kind of like, you know, um, one of my favorite authors is Nancy Tillman. And, you know, her, her books are a little bit more generic in the sense where it's just like my love follows you wherever you go. It could be many different things. And that's kind of like the theme about it. You know, um, it's just the love is everywhere. And, you know, without getting all technical up in heaven, this, that, um, I wanted something to comfort children and, that, that was the intention behind it. So some people were like, well, you know, uh, you know, my religious background doesn't go with this or, um, you know, we don't really believe in that. Or I'd be upset if my kid was read this because, you know, all these different things, but I'm not writing the book for the people who are <laughs> going to be upset. About. I'm, I'm trying to help children. And, you know, it's just the message. It's the message that um, they're no longer here, but realm but they're they're all around you they're everywhere you go they're watching you they're um you know their presence is here so it shouldn't be an offensive book i'm sure there's always going to be one or two people who you know take fault with something but i'm writing the book and and again that goes back to me you know having this motivation to get the message out there to help people who need who need it right now um even in this current climate i've questioned myself is it the right time is it insensitive you know, I wrote this book eight months ago, and um, and I had the intention of getting it out by April. Um, so, you know, when this when everything happened with COVID and whatnot, I, I was like, maybe I should put it on the back burner. Maybe I should just wait. You know, but I think even giving it to people, you know, I, I gave you a copy. I gave a couple of friends who lost um, their mother. And they're like, it's a beautiful book, you know. I mean, I, I had adults crying. It's not, it's not a sad book, you know. But um, they're like, it just touched my heart. So I'm writing for those people, um, you know. I, I you're think, always you're I putting yourself out there. So thank you. I mean, it really is, and I think regardless of you know your background, I, I don't know. Whenever I read children's books, and I read a lot of children's books, yeah, I feel like everyone just got, you know, everyone has different perspectives. Right. But it's also how you interpret the words for your for your kids as you're reading it. I mean, for parents out there who've, you know, who are reading this book to their children and who've lost someone that's close to them, you know, like a grandparent or or someone, you know, someone else that close to them in their family. It's, you know, there's so many different strategies when you're reading aloud. Um and maybe not even, you know, maybe you're going to read part of the book. Maybe you're going to read some pages and you're going to talk about how it relates to you and how you feel and asking your child to say, well, how do you feel? What do you think? Um, and letting kids also have their own perspective about, you know, just what that loss is to them. Right. So the thing is, I think what what's so great about children's books is that it's, I think children's books aren't telling you what to think. It's giving you 
kind of a starting ground to having a discussion about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I think your book, I think it's just beautiful words. Like I really, I think the words are beautiful and I, I don't know. I related well to it because I do feel like my mom is all around me. And, you know, I always tell my kids that, and it's a, it's a difficult topic, but I actually think it's a very appropriate time to bring out this book because with so many people losing uh, members of their family during this pandemic, I think it's, it's really, it's another tool to have for parents to explain the loss of, of somebody close to them. And it's, it's a very difficult, uh, thing to explain to kids. Very, very difficult. Um, so I wanted to go to your next question. Cause you know, you had mentioned that you're a lawyer and I wanted to talk about, you know, I think it's definitely also really inspirational for other, other people out there who are interested in writing their own books that, you know, we could, you know, I think most of the people that I speak to, you know, we have all different, we come from all different backgrounds, you know, um, some people are lawyers, you know, we have different jobs, you know, I'm a speech pathologist. And so I think what's interesting is talking about, um, you know, Heather, if you could talk about your career and how that shaped you as a writer. Yeah, it's, it's actually really interesting. Um, so it, it's funny because I, I think <laughs> the, the funny part of it is that I think I had to turn off that, that side of my brain, you know, the, the, I always get the hemispheres rolling left, right. I think it's the left brain that's the um, because, you know, when I started writing, it really was, it was cathartic for me. I was going on a spiritual journey. I, I was soul searching a lot. And I think a lot of what I learned now as a, forgetting how old I am, 39 year old. Yeah, woman, no, I forgot uh, the other day, but I made myself <laughs> older. Uh, I was so like, anyway. no, you can't do that. You got to go backwards. No, now. I know. I was like, wait a second. Hold on. I'm okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. No, no, you know, no judgment here, but I, I am 39. Apparently. Um, but you know, it is, it is weird. Cause you're just like, okay, well, I never thought I wanted to write a children's book. And, um, when I was talking, I had, I had really great mentors and friends that came into my life after, you know, after all this and were guiding me and they're like, no, you need to do this. And like, how does this relate to my field? And I'm like, I'm a lawyer. Like, it's not going to help me or, um, progress me further, but they're like, listen, you got to listen to your heart. This is what your calling is or whatever. And, you know, for me, I was going on this virtual journey. So I mean, it was very cathartic. I was kind of writing out what I've been going through and, um, you know, it, it turned into poems and, and everything's kind of in, in poetic phrase in my books. But um, I, I did like turn off that side of my brain because as a lawyer, you know, the first thing you do is like, you're attacking somebody else's, you know, it's just part of the job. Like, you you know, you get emotion and you're like picking apart their weaknesses or you're arguing in court and, you know, you're just, you're not even listening to the person. You're just like listening for the next time that you have to, you know, attack their arguments before the judge. So it's just, if, I think if I even gave in like an ounce to that, I probably would be like shutting down the creative portion of my brain that like wanted to come out. So this, um, you know, this, I all these books I, I really wrote from my heart, um, you know, especially, I mean, Angel Grandma's about, you know, the love story between myself and my mom and, and you know, her grandchildren, my children. So um, it, it is very different. And it's funny. It helped me in knowing what I want to do, even even just like in the, 
and the little things, you know, setting up as a business and whatnot. I was like, oh, I know this. I'm a lawyer. But if I had sat down and, and thought about all the things that like, you know, all the potential obstacles and all the potential liabilities and all these things, I probably wouldn't even have gone through it. You know, I was like analysis paralysis. You just overanalyze everything. And so I have a tendency to do that. So it was just, it's a different part of me that I did not even know I had in me. And I, I would say to anyone who, you know, although I'm, I had no experience writing children's books, I have no background in the industry. You know, this is the first experience for me. And I think when you're just passionate about something, it doesn't matter. You don't need to know all the answers right away. You just need to, you know, take that step if that's something that you want to do. And it turns out this is what I want to do. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I think I, I can't name all the examples in history, but a lot of people who have been successful started a later age in life because, you know, you kind of find yourself early on, you know, you don't like 15 years old. I mean, some people do, but I just never too late to start. And especially seeing losing people, um, you know, I, I didn't want this to die with me. Like, I didn't want this inspiration, this, um, these books that whatever I had in me, I didn't want it to die with me. And, you know, there's no time like the present to, to be following through on something that you're passionate about. So I would just say, take that step, you know, and anyone can do it. It doesn't matter what your background. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I also think that writing could be very therapeutic. Um, so, I mean, for some people, for some people, you know, writing's therapeutic for, you know, maybe it's drawing, maybe it's, you know, doing something else. But I did want to ask you about your like history with writing poems, because have you written a lot of poems before? Because that's like another way I was kind of thinking about it the other day, because my daughter wrote this really like beautiful poem. And I was like, wow, that would be really awesome as a children's book. Have you written a lot of poems before? No, <laughs> no, I haven't actually. Um, you know, I think, I think I appreciate poem. Like I, I like even, you know, Nancy Tillman's books are some of my favorites, but, um, and I think as a parent, like, like, you know, like my, my kids sometimes pick out these like weird books and I'm like, Oh, let's not read that one. You know, like I, I think when the parent can relate to the, to the words and to the illustrations in the book too, they're going to want to read it to their children. So it's like you're, you're, gear, you, you're writing for the children and at the same time to the, to the parent. And this is something that I would love to read, you know, to my children. Um, and, you know, sometimes when it's a little bit, you know, very, very, very long book, I'm like, all right, let's, let's take this shorter one right now. You know, um, it's like 9.30 at night in front of getting my kids to sleep. So I, I, I did write with that in mind, but um, I really haven't written poems before. I think, I think this... I think the grief really opens up a whole new window for me. It's, it's, it's weird, odd to say, but I, you know, in, in the soul searching and that, in that kind of spiritual journey of mine, I, I was like engulfed in, in so many things. And I was listening to Eckhart Tolle and Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra and, uh, you know, um, Dr. Dispenza and, and meditation. And so it's really you know, it's, 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 I wrote all these books from like my heart, just something else opened up that I didn't know I had. So it is, it's an interesting question, but yeah, I don't, I don't really remember writing a lot of poems, maybe as a child, um, but the past, you know, few years or whatnot. So 
it's an interesting. <laughs> well, I want to, the next thing I want to ask you is just about the illustration, um, because I feel like the words go really well with the illustration. The illustrations are really interesting. And I was wondering, you know, what were your thoughts in, because, you know, anyone who's written books also has, you know, what they want in, in mind as far as illustration. Um, and I wanted you to talk about a little bit about that, but one of the comments I want to say too, about your illustration is that I felt like after reading your book, like I felt like I got a glimpse into your life through your illustration and your words. So I just want to say that because I think that it's another really nice thing as far as like perspective taking, um, and Mm -hmm. empathy, because I've been talking a lot about, uh, empathy lately. And, you know, I think after reading your book, I really like understood how you felt, you know? So I think for parents out there, that's another way of, you know, another question to ask your kids or another discussion is, you know, kind of like just about perspective taking and what it's like when you lose someone that's close to you. So um, anyway, go ahead, but about the illustration. Yeah. So I, um, I had actually seen, you know, I was kind of into the, um, the Norman Rockwell, you know, the paintings from, Mm -hmm. you know, decades ago, whatnot. And, and I just loved how, you know, they're, they're like oil paintings or portraits, but it looked real, but you know, where you can relate to simply drawn. Um, and I wanted something like that for the book. You know, I wanted, you know, I think there's always a place for every illustration. And I mean, there's so much, um, creativity out there and I, I I really am even now dabbling in different types of illustrations but for this book specifically I wanted it to feel you know very real I wanted the children to be able to relate to it this is a book you know um that I, I'm thinking is geared towards children who are who are dealing with this loss and I think if they can place themselves in, in the you know and, and see themselves as that child and I think maybe more they can relate to that in a more realistic image. So I wanted in the very beginning, I knew I wanted um, kind of like an oil painting portrait image of a child. uh, So it looks real enough that they can relate to it. And that was my intention behind it. I was like looking for an illustrator who can, who can do that. And even the beginning, my own friends, I'm just like, I can't find someone who can do this. They're like, well, just stick with what you love. Like, what do you love? Just be very clear on what you want and you'll find the person and that's that's you know i think i think you have to know what you want first and then you know because there's so many different varieties of illustration and and so like there's so much creative you know um expression out there but i think if you don't know what you want you can be like overwhelmed with all the different types of styles and backgrounds and whatnot so i knew exactly what i wanted and then it took me you know a couple times reaching out to people saying can you do this and and then finding that. So I think you're right. You just need to be clear on, on, on what exactly you're looking for, because it's, it's really the author, you know, unless you're partnering up with an illustrator from a publishing company, you have to express what exactly it is you want for pages of your book. Um, and that's what I was looking for. So. Yeah. And that kind of leads me into my next question about creativity. Can you talk about your connection with hearts to be heard? Yeah. So, um, so Hasmark Publishing is my publisher and they have a, um, 
it's a not-for-profit. It's a, you know, organization, Hearts to be Heard. So they, they, they reach any children or um, who, I don't even know if it has to be a child necessarily, but a lot of them are, um, you know, children, young adults who either can draw or write or, um, you know, express, have different expressions of music and um, painting. They um, kind of give them, they, they find them and they give them a voice. So one of my, uh, Pajmina, who, who is at Hasmark, she wrote a book and the illustrator was from Hearts to Be Heard that she, I think was like 15 or something. And I'm just amazed. Like, I don't think at 15, I have this kind of talent, but you know, it's out there. And I think, um, like, you know, they're, they're giving them a platform. They're giving them an opportunity where, which is wonderful. Uh, so I, I, you know, it's, it's in the back of my book. It, it's kind of like a little, a little advertisement for hearts to be heard, um, and their mission. So I include that in all my books and, uh, um, through Hasmark. So yeah, it's just, it's just a, a really great platform and it's giving kids opportunities that would have not necessarily had that. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting. I went to their website and that's why I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about it. So there's also going to be a link in the post for, uh, for that, that website as well. And so before we go, I just thought you'd, I'd like for you to talk a little bit more about your other books because you have three other children's mm-hmm. books. So if you want to, if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, so hopefully this will be coming out soon. Uh, Love Grows Here is, um, again, it's, 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 uh, it's in lyrical rhyme. It's basically asking, um, the asking children, you know, whether, um, animals have all these like negative emotions and it mirrors the human emotions, you know, and Obama judge, you know, do they, do they have stereotypes? Do they worry? Do they this? So it's, it's, um, it's really cute because, um, you know, in the end it's just, um, it's telling them to really resist those negative feelings about themselves and about others and, um, to embrace love. So I think, you know, the message is there and, you know, um, we can obviously are, you know, we're this cornucopia of emotions too. So it's, um, it's really putting that in perspective and, you know, this love is, is the answer. You really need to embrace love and, and try to, um, you know, not, you know, those other negative emotions come up, but to, um, you know, be conscious of that and to, to embrace love. So that's a really cute, um, there's a lot of animals in that in that book, um, and then isn't it a miracle? Is um, you know kind of showcasing all the miracles around us, and you know the ocean, the the beautiful sky, the birds, everything. You know, there's a wonderful quote. I'm probably getting it wrong. I don't know if it's Einstein or not, but you know, just saying like you can either see everything as a miracle and nothing as a miracle, and I just and I think even in this process, that's. That's what came out in the book, that there really is miracles all around us. And then in the end, the child is the most uh, wonderful miracle of all. And um, yeah, it's just uh, those, those are two books in the works. And then I had uh, another one I'm working on. It's a, it's a dream book. It's not exactly, um, it's, it's haven't submitted to the publisher just yet, but and uh, the illustrations are almost all done and it's funny my daughter you know in this process she she knows that I've been writing and it's it's so wonderful she's four four and a half I guess at this point um 
And she's like, mommy, I have an idea for a book, you know, write this down. And so I started writing it down and it was just so cute. It was like different, um, different little uh, magical scenes she had dreamed up. And, you know, one of them was I shared on social media. It was like uh, the kids are in in the clouds and eating cotton candy. And it's just, it's just beautiful because it really, own um imagination and it's like literally her (laughs) i like you know um compiling this book together so um that's what that one's really exciting too and it's just all different dream you know um fantasies kind of jumped up by a four-year-old so yeah that'll be coming out as well well that's i can't wait i can't wait to you know see your other books um so is there anything else that you want to talk about before we finish up yeah i mean i would just i would just say i mean you know, I think um, anyone doesn't have to be about writing children's books or, or whatnot, but if there's anything in, you know, that you feel inside you that you, you know, now's a great time to kind of like look, look inward and see that and, and, and take that step, you know, um, like I said before, you know, this is, I had no background in this. I had no experience. And I think even just being a lawyer, kind of, I had to turn off that side of my brain to even embrace this creativity so um you know people shouldn't feel overwhelmed like you know i'm too old to do to try something new i think now's a great time to do that and you know whether it's writing children's books whether it's i don't pursuing any other hobby i think it's just a wonderful time to to embrace that and to um and to grow so you know don't don't be afraid to take that leap that's that would just be my advice to anyone listening yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you because, you know, I've written, I've written children's books as well. And, you know, I, sometimes, you know, you want to get other people's opinion, but you also have to go with your gut and what right. feels right. Um, and I don't know where I got the quote either, but I, something about your book is never really finished. Meaning that like, if you have an idea and you want to go with it, I mean, just go with it. Because if you keep going back to it and revising and revising and revising, um, I think that it's, it's that initial idea. Like you said, you sat down one night and you were able to write all the text for it. And I think that is kind of like meant to be, you know, when you're able to sit down, that's kind of with any of any of my books, it wasn't hard to write the text because it was pretty much something that got down right. pretty quickly because it was already in your head. Um, and then taking that leap right. and being vulnerable. Because I think that's what it's also about is being vulnerable, is getting your work out there. Because right. that could also be a little scary too. Like, oh, will people like it or how, you know. And I always yeah. say, like, I always say to my kids, I'm like, you know, for me, the definition of success is getting my work out there and published, right? Um, it's not about, you know, just, how many sales and stuff like that. It's about getting my work out there and feeling good about it. Um, So for anyone out there who is interested in writing their own books, you know, or or whatever project it is, I mean, it doesn't have to be a book. It could be, you know, something else. But, you know, taking that, I think taking that risk and being vulnerable. And, you know, for me, that's, that's been my journey as well. So I, you know, but I, I think I think your book is beautiful. I think it's a beautiful message. And, you know, for anyone out there looking for Heather's book, it's called Angel Grandma. And it's available. Heather, where is it available? Maybe you could just, yeah, where is it available? So it's on Amazon.com. It should also be 
people um, and some other probably indie websites that I don't know right now. Um, but it definitely is on Amazon.com and the hardcover paperback and Barnes and Noble as well. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Heather. I think it's been just a really wonderful conversation. Um, and I know that there's a lot of parents out there who's going to find that your book to be a really, really nice tool and a sense of comfort. So, so thank you. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. So thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime. Time.